Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. As we've been working remotely, no doubt there have been some process changes in your business. I mean, just the simple fact that you work from home and you're having remote video meetings as opposed to booking conference rooms or sitting in the same room around a table has, has changed, right? So inherently, if the way in which we come together to discuss business has changed, I'm sure there's some ways in which you are executing and applying your business that's changed. That's what I want to talk about today. No doubt you have some standard operating procedures, okay? And, and remember from previous episodes, Standard operating procedures are procedures that we all put together in our business to tell others how to effectively run the business, how to do a certain step. Okay, so for example, in my past life, um, in the pharmacy business, you would have a procedure to tell someone how to talk to the patient on the phone, right? You would have a procedure to tell someone how to key a prescription into the system, okay? And so it's just the fundamentals. At McDonald's, I'm sure there's a standard operating procedure on how to make the french fries, right? How to put the burger together, in what order. All of that is is an operating procedure. So if we think about it in those simple terms, you have operating procedures for your business. Now, hopefully you have them documented. If you don't, please document them, okay? Because as you start to try to hire and create a team, they're going to have to understand how you do things every single day. And we've talked about, you know, in other episodes, how to teach leaders to lead. But this is not even teaching leadership. This is teaching task and functional execution in your business, okay? That's what SOPs do. Anyone should be able to walk into your business and pick up an SOP and follow it. And if they follow it, they should be able to do whatever function that SOP addresses. Right? Okay. So we got that one. We understand what SOPs are. We know we should have them for our business. We understand the value. I would tell you right now, if you're fairly small in your business, please go ahead and start documenting your SOPs now. Build a routine into your calendar that talks about SOPs and SOP review and SOP creation, because if you don't schedule time for it, you're never going to prioritize time for it. Okay. It's just, it is one of those things. I promise you take it from me and my experience. If you don't schedule time to do it, you'll, you'll end up needing about 50 SOPs by the time you think about it. And it's going to take a long time to catch up. So calendarize that thing. Okay, please. Um, All right, so again, we understand SOPs, why they're valuable, why we need to do them throughout, you know, once a month and check on them and update them. That's what I want to talk about today. If you have it on your calendar to update your SOPs on a regular basis, one of the things I want you to be thinking about is the fact that you probably, okay, probably need to update your SOPs relative to the changes that have been executed because of working remotely. Okay? You may have had to institute a new sharing system, okay? A new sharing software. 
like Basecamp. Basecamp is a sharing, um, you know, project software tool that I use here in Legend, right? Maybe you didn't have one of those tools before, but you had to implement the utilization of that tool now. If you've done that, you need to create an SOP. You need to talk about how teams will collaborate. Teams will collaborate using Basecamp. And here are the rules around using Basecamp. That's what you're using, okay? You see what I'm saying, though? Not only will you have to adjust certain SOPs for how you work with clients or timelines or maybe if you have a, a brick-and-mortar facility, you have to talk about how you're going to clean and how you're going to staff and, and the protection that you're going to provide for your, your team members. Okay, so you're going to have to have SOPs around that. That's new. You're going to have to talk about you know, just the changes. Okay, so I can go through changes brick and mortar. I can go through changes through, you know, remote means. Either way, you're going to have to sit down and say, all right, there are two things I've got to do. One, I've got to update the changes that have happened in the business since probably mid-March, at least in the U.S., because of how we've all gone and started working remotely. Or all the changes that happened in my business because I got significant traffic because I'm in a healthcare space and my business has been impacted with traffic, but I've implemented all of these safety standards and I need to adjust the SOPs for those safety standards, right? Like, think about the fact if you're a doctor's office, how now you don't want the patients to come in the waiting room, you want them to call you first. I just took, um, we just got a cat less than a month ago, a little kitten, and had to take him last night for his first vet appointment. But you don't walk into the vet office anymore. You pull into the parking lot and you sit in your car and you call them. They come out, a technician comes out, talks to you, collects all the information, um, goes back in. When it's time, they come back out and take your pet. They take the pet inside. The pet sees the vet. Pet stays in there until everything's done. The vet comes out and chats with you. And then when everything's complete, they actually call you and you pay over the phone or online. And then they bring your pet back to you and everything's done. But you don't leave your car. Everything comes to you. That's huge. That's significantly different. Right? So those SOPs for that vet office has to change. So if you're a brick and mortar, how do your SOPs have to change? And if you're working remotely, how have they changed and how do you adjust them? This is not a long episode today because it's pretty direct and simple in my mind. No doubt you get why you need to change it. Everybody needs to be on the same page. SOPs make sure that everyone's um, completing the task effectively and efficiently and in the same way. So SOPs drive consistency. SOPs also allow for you to um, correct behavior when someone's not doing something correctly. Okay, if you don't have an SOP in place or you haven't adjusted the SOP, then someone can go rogue, so to speak, and do something however they want to. You will have nothing to point to to say, no, 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 Sam, this is not how we do it. You know, Jim, this is not how we do it. Bob, this is, this is not how we do it. We do it this way. Okay, so you can point to that to drive consistency and potentially provide, you know, disciplinary action if needed, if they continue to not perform the, the function in the way in which you've expected it to be delivered. Okay, so, but you can't do that 
if you don't have SOPs, and you definitely can't do that if you've not updated your SOPs, right? Now, let me take it through a little twist. If you don't have it documented and it's not updated, and let's say you find their action egregious, let's say you've changed the way in which your business runs, and you decide, you tell the total team, if we do not run this play like we've just agreed, and I find that you haven't done it that way, I'm going to fire you. Let's just say you go crazy and you say something like that. But you mean it. It's that serious. And Sally decides she's going to do it the old way. She forgets or she just doesn't like your new way. Right? We don't, we don't know why she didn't do it. She just decides she wasn't going to do it. Well, you find out that Sally didn't do it that way and you terminate her. But your policy actually says to do it the way that, in which Sally did it. Sally decides to get a lawyer, okay? I hate, I don't like talking about the legal aspect, but there's always a legal aspect to the things that we do in our business, and so we have to be smart. Ultimately, we create SOPs to teach people how to do things the right way. It stands alone. They can pick it up. They can go do it. It doesn't take a lot of training. It provides confidence to them in how they're going to do something. And we make changes to reflect exactly how we want them to execute whatever it is, Okay? That is the primary reason why you want to have SOPs. It truly supports your staff, and it helps with training, right? And then the customer or the client should get a consistent experience from your team no matter who they work with, right? As a business owner and a business leader, though, you've got to think about the flip side of the employment side. If you do decide to take any type of action that's not documented relative to an SOP, it just it'll put you at risk. And you have to be cognizant of that, and you have to understand that that's another benefit of SOPs, right? So I said this wasn't going to be a long one. I think I've gone almost 10 minutes now. I can always find a little extra nugget or something to share with you just to make sure that you're thinking about things the right way, looking at them through the correct lens to keep yourself safe and propel your business forward. That's exactly what I'm here for. So um, as always, I appreciate you listening. Think about your SOPs. Please spend some time adjusting them, mapping them out, writing new ones. Put it on your calendar now, once a month, please, to review those SOPs so you stay up to date. And, you know, above all else, you know my challenge for you is always go and be legendary.